Thank you for tuning in to Black Family Table Talk, a voice for black families. We are your hosts, Tony and Tony. Today's episode is brought to you by ABTF Travels. In 2019, Tony and I traveled to the motherland to experience the year of return. We were so moved by the experience that I decided to go back and immerse myself in the culture for 52 days in Ghana. It was the adventure of a lifetime. Now we're hosting a delegation of artists and art enthusiasts for an epic pilgrimage. Please visit blackfamilytabletalk.com on our products page for details. We hope you can join us. Now we hope you enjoy season three and this week's episode of Black Family Table Talk. Today, Tony and I pull up a chair with an old friend from Newark, New Jersey, Kevon Chisholm. Kevon joins us with his 13-year-old son to talk about their incredible journey to teach kids how to build wealth. You'll really enjoy this episode. Well, welcome. Yeah. Welcome. It's so good to have you. It's our pleasure. When Tony calls, Let's we ask <laughs> just wanted you to just introduce yourselves. Okay. So I'm, I'm Kevon Chisholm Esquire and I'm president of Black Wall Street Consultation Services, and I'm also executive director of our newly launched nonprofit, Junior Wall Streeters, Inc. And my full-time job still is a, is a trademark attorney, so I haven't been able to transition to this to my full-time job, but that is my ultimate goal. And you have here Kamari, Kamari Chisholm, Kamari Junior Wall Streeter Chisholm, and he's 13 years old, and he's um, he's my my partner, my business partner. So he does um, presentations with me, and and whatever's needed, he's there. So we're in this together. Excellent. Well, so, I think the last time I saw you, Kevon, had to have been maybe 29, 30 years ago. <laughs> so I'll have to say congratulations on. Uh, producing such a fine young man. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> going to say we're very happy to be here and um, we share your passion with decreasing that wealth gap. Uh, that was the premise. That's the foundation of why we started our business. Uh, building wealth through investment clubs is our model for our investment club component. And um, that our mission is decreasing the wealth gap through financial literacy, financial education. Which is absolutely critical um and, and what's your son's name again kamari kamari what made you interested in uh getting involved in financial education that's not a typical interest for for a young man at the age of of 13 that's not typical so what what made you interested well, one day I was watching a YouTube video and I saw this YouTuber and this YouTuber had a nice, cool, shiny Lamborghini. I saw the Lamborghini and after I finished watching the video, I asked my dad, dad, when I'm old enough to drive, will you get me this car? He said that he wouldn't get me the car, but he showed me how to invest in the stock market. So maybe when I'm old enough to drive, I'll be able to purchase the car myself. All right. Impressive. All right. That's all right. Great answer, dad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we don't have that type of money. <laughs> That's interesting. So are you on your way to purchasing that Lamborghini, Kamari? Uh, 
I might not get the Lamborghini, but I'll still have enough money for a car, a good car. Very good. Very good. Excellent. The next question I want to ask is, how long have you been doing this? And how do you see your journey in the next, say, two to three years? And either one of you can answer the question. Well, I've been, um, I started in the stock market about two and a half years ago, and I own one stock, which is Zoomies. Zoomies is a clothing store that sells jewelry and also, of course, clothing. And it's located in malls. And I own three ETFs now. I just recently purchased another ETF, VTI, last week or a week before that. I I have ETF PEJ, QQQ, and VTI. QQQ and VTI are similar ETFs. They both own Amazon, Google, Alphabet, PayPal. They both own similar items. And PEJ owns Domino's, Walt Disney, and um, I think Walt Disney and some other small companies. My portfolio is doing really well. QQQ has gained has got me over $500 and I just bought it six months ago. Wow. That's incredible. Kamari, could you tell us what an ETF stands, what that stands for? ETF stands for exchange, sorry, exchange traded fund. Okay. So is that like a mutual fund or fractions of shares? Um, It's similar to a mutual fund, but an ETF is a group of different companies and shares like, like maybe five shares of Nike, five shares of Under Armour, five shares of Adidas, and put that in together, put a name, and that's an ETF. Not not five shares, but 5%. What, what would be your recommendation for someone, teenager like yourself, wanting to get into investing in, in stock market? I would say first look at um, stocks that you like, or like if I have a lot of Nike shoes, then start looking at Nike. And if Nike has a if it keeps going up and up and up, then maybe you want to purchase Nike. But if it goes down, then maybe you want to look at something else. So maybe if I have a lot of Nike, if I have a lot of Under Armour, then maybe I'll start looking at sports brands and companies. So just look at what you own. Don't buy right away. Just look at what you own and then be patient. That's great. Uh, Kivan, I know we were working with Freddie Foundation years ago. We need to see the kids' eyes open up when we used to teach them how to read the Wall Street Journal. Now, can you talk about curriculum you guys put together for families as well as for children, how they get involved with the stock market? So what we've put together is uh, a financial literacy investing curriculum. And we start with uh, basic financial literacy, um, banking, credit rating, Understanding credit is, a, is an important one, and budgeting. Those are those are our first three sections that we start with. And the reason we do that is because part of the reason of the wealth gap that I think we experience, my opinion, is this: the high level of financial illiteracy. So we just completed our weekend series, and we have people that just wanted to get right into investing, learning about investing. And I just like hold 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 your horses because. You don't want to invest if you have debt, if you're in debt, if you or if you, or you haven't, you don't have an emergency plan. And the stock market, investing in the stock market, is very volatile. So if you invest in, if you're using money that you may need in the short term, then you should you shouldn't be investing that money. So we encourage people first to start off with an emergency plan, 
which is six months, three to six months of your expenses set aside in the savings account. And then once that's taken care of, very little debt, I won't say no debt. Once that's taken care of, we encourage, we, we teach people how to invest in the stock market. Um, there's a small percentage of African-Americans that invest in the, in the stock market. Um, last data I checked, only 25% of African-Americans invest in the stock market outside of their retirement account. Interestingly enough, uh, two weeks ago, the Washington Post, I read an article on, in the Washington Post, and I posted it on Facebook, actually. In the last three months, it said Americans have gotten wealthier to the tune of $2.3 trillion in three months. Most of that money is from investing in the stock market and real estate. And if we only have 25% of African-Americans even participating in the stock market, then we're not benefiting. Now, personally, we, my retirement account, we've gotten we've got a nice bump because of the surge in the stock market. So our goal is just to try to encourage more African-Americans and disadvantaged folks to just take a look at it, try to, to participate in the stock market. And um, one of the reasons why I started the Junior Wall Street component, the educational component, is because... We started off as an investment club component, trying to get us to work together. We named the business Black Wall Streeter after Tulsa, Oklahoma, the one of the wealthiest African-Americans community in the country at the time, in the early 1900s. But when we were camp, Kamari and I were going around soliciting churches, um, nonprofits to give us the opportunity to talk about investment clubs. Uh, we we got we received a lot of resistance, and and we found that uh, many African Americans was not familiar with the stock market. Many African Americans were hurt, so to say, hurt. They lost a lot of money by investing in the stock market, and many were confused. We say investment club says they said pyramid scheme, um, and and that's and so we we, we took oh, a wow. step back. Yeah, we took a step back and we pivoted, and we started the educational component. Uh, so we this we we just finished our weekend series and um, we didn't get a lot of response, but we did it. We had uh, about ten people, and I'm, I love that we had a mother and a son taking the course together. And I wanted to I, I don't know I, we just got to try to maybe market it a different way, but they were in there learning together, and that really excited me that we have families working. That's what our mission is: families working together. So last summer we we had the summer camps. We had two sessions and we had over 106 campers and we started an alumni group. So we started an alumni group in November. So once a month, we're going to get together with, with our campers so we can sort of make sure, follow up with them, that they are using the information that we taught them. And because, you know, if it's not being used then it's not going to be applied and so we're really digging in. We're really digging in. And I don't know the difference in the Tonys. I want to say Tony asked me this question. <laughs> um, <laughs> you asked me my, my, the question. And in the long term, I mean, in the long term, our goal, we, we do have goals. And we want to try to educate a thousand kids. We want to have a thousand kids come to our program. And we're just trying to uh, make a difference. That's that's what we're trying to do. And that's why I have Kamari here. That's one of the main reasons, three, the two main reasons that Kamari is here with me in its business is one, I wanted him to learn about what it is to run a business. And two, I wanted him to inspire, encourage other kids. So when other kids see him, that maybe that will encourage them. And, I, and I'll be very honest, Kamari is really fortunate. So he's not really digging in like, 
I want a kid that like have really nothing. It's like, okay, I want to sit here and learn. That's how some of our campers were, man. Them campers, they really, some of them campers we gave scholarships to. I mean, those kids, we had an 11 year old kid that was like researching penny stocks. So, wow. I mean, they would, we had some kids that was like, okay, this is going to help my family. This is going to change our financial trajectory that they're saying. So those are the kids we want as well. Excellent. Excellent. It was an interesting thing you mentioned about the resistance you have for the investment clubs. There's a, a, a lot of Ponzi schemes out there. They are coming back, you know, this whole susu stuff and, and it's not really a true susu. And I'm glad you were able to pivot because we can't be in it in the dark thinking about investment clubs being a pyramid scheme because that would just totally keep us out of the market. And I'm glad you were able to do that. And you started with the basics, budgeting. That's excellent. Very excellent because one thing to, to close the wealth gap, we can't spend everything that's coming in. So we have to have a budget. And so that's, right. that's, that's incredible. I'm, I'm happy you were able to help us that. Um, thank you, and, thank you, and, and and creating that emergency fund that's critical too. You know, having some money set aside in case something happens, you're not plopping down a credit card and paying thirty percent on 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 money you don't have is 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 crucial for helping us close that wealth gap. That's that's crucial. So as the, the children from the no, go ahead, Tony. Now, I just wanted to, and you can answer a question. I just wanted to make sure we are mindful of Kamari's time because I know he has a baseball practice. So I didn't want to keep him and, and have him feel as though he's being rude. But if you want to go ahead and excuse him, just go. feel free to do that. And we'll continue the conversation. You want to have any spoken <laughs> words? Thank you for having me on. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you. Very welcome, man. Keep very proud of you, man. Very proud of you. Keep up the good work. So how many kids do you have in, in, you said you had how many children in the camp this past summer? We had 106 campers. 106, which is incredible. Those are incredible numbers. Now this was Thank 2019 you. because this was 2019, the last camp session you had. No, 2020. 2020. Yeah. Cool. So those were yeah. online numbers. Yeah, those are our online numbers. Yeah. Great. Oh, that's fantastic. You said you had a parent and a son, uh, a mother and a son involved as well. Do the parents also attend the camp? I guess the online or virtual one was. Yeah, that's that's an interesting question. Um, so after the camp in August, one parent sent an email and actually it was a couple that sent the email, but this one in particular I focus on. She sent an email thanking me for uh, allowing her son to attend the camp. And she said that her and her husband were listening on. <laughs> and I didn't know wow. that they were listening and they were learning as well, right? But this is what she said. This is what's kind of changed. This, this gave me a little bit of motivation, gave me the bump. She said two things. She said that, three things, right? And then she said, instead of buying her son a PlayStation for his birthday, because his birthday was during the summer, she bought him chairs in Sony, which makes PlayStation, right? But then, mm. then she said this. She said that for most of his life, he wanted to be a baseball player, a basketball player. But now he wants to be an investment banker. I almost wanted wow. to cry. I like, that's what we're we trying to change. Like, we're trying to change mindsets, like get kids to think that working in this financial field, too, is 
is a, is a, a good career option as well. So we don't just teach them about stocks. We like, so we have guest speakers that come in. We had a guest speaker come in yesterday who's an investment advisor. And, and, and just to give the kids like, look, this is a viable career for you as well. Becoming, being involved in this. Mm, mm. What would you say to uh, a parent who's maybe listening in right now and maybe discouraged or confused or overwhelmed? Because I think a lot of people who look at invest and they don't understand what, how much money is to be made in this thing. And I think if people understood that, then they would realize that they really need to get on board as well as their kids getting on board. So give me like, what would you say to a parent who's having um, some reluctance as far as trying to encourage their kids to get interested? Yeah, that's a great question as well. So as I talked about the pivot, so we felt like the parents didn't want it. So we went to the kids. So the, we, and, and, I, and I appreciate that. A lot of the parents do, do not know, but they want their kids to know, right? That's really commendable to a lot of parents. That's key in decreasing the wealth gap. I mean, because um, the kids is like the next generation. If, if our current generation don't believe in it, then we're really in trouble. So so those parents um, did register their kids, right? But what we try to do, and I think this is helpful when Kamari said it, is we want to start with teaching our members, people that become a part of the Wall Street family, that we're trying to teach you to become investors, become investors over consumers. We want you to invest and not consume as much, Right. So that's the first thing. But as Kamari said, we teach the kids to invest in products you already know. And you don't, when we say invest, it can be paper. So we have the tools, like we have a stock tracker, a book that you can just write it down. Like, I don't really care what your financial situation is, your, your parents' financial situation is. You deserve a financial education, right? So we had some really wealthy kids in the camp. I mean, this one kid had $5,000 that his parents gave him. And I mean, he was ready and some, right. I'm like $5,000, but some kids didn't have that. Right. But I want to encourage them. So once they have the money, they're ready. Cause they will, they will get a job and they will have the, they will, they will have the resources. So it's, it's not as difficult once you immerse yourself in it. Right. And I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not a, I'm not a stockbroker. I'm not a stock analyst, but it's very doable. Right. And that's why we have the investment club component. That's for groups. So if you join an investment club, it's three th- three things I teach when, when we start an investment club. One, it's a financial literacy. You join the club, you learn about insurance. You learn about the stock market. Every month, it's a different topic. So you're learning together. But before you invest, like I said, give yourself six months. You don't just go and invest. So you can become more financially literate. You know, Tony, it's just so surprising, right? Growing up, and all this is from my childhood experience, right? Growing up in Newark, a house was broken into. I'll never forget, when I was in the third grade, a house was broken into right after Christmas. They stole everything, wow. all of our Christmas gifts, right? We didn't have renter's insurance. My mom didn't even know what renter's insurance was. So we teach that, right? We taught that this summer. One of the kids had his house broken into, and he was like, I'm going to tell my mom we need renter's insurance. That type of education, that and that's the financial literacy component that we try to teach. So that, but the stock market is not in get rich scheme, and we try to get get people to understand that it's not like you put money in, you make quick money. And as Tony said, particularly the African American community, we're so susceptible because we're so needy that we get we think, oh, 
let's do this. I'm going to get some quick money. No, but the stock market, and this is what we tell them, the stock market has been up Dow Jones traditionally 15%. So if you can depend on making at least that amount, I know I'm talking kind of fast. I'll slow down. I get kind of real passionate about this. <laughs> but like just like last, like like Saturday when we had our alumni group, right? I showed the kids in August. I had these kids in August, right? I bought an ETF and their ETF, when and they was there, I did the whole transaction right in front of them, right? And that ETF is up. $425. Not a whole lot, but you're not going to make that in a bank in, no. in, in four months. So it's just like, look, it's, it's it's feasible, right? And it was appropriate, right? Because the ETF that I bought, the companies were all involved with the COVID. Most of the mm. companies, should I say, were trying wow. to find a cure for COVID. Wow. And Moderna was the number one stock in that. And that's why I bought it. So I wanted them to see like, look, look at what's going on around you. Mm. Just track stocks that are that Pfizer that you see. We we always ask the kids at lunchtime, watch a financial channel, just for th- ten minutes. Whenever we give them a break, watch see watch Bloomberg, watch see in CNBC, and you'll see them talking about these things. So just write it down in your notebook on Monday. Trot the numbers down and see what happens on Friday. The difference, and that's mm. how. And that's how you can understand on um, this information. Again, a kid, another kid that was in the camp in August. So he got a birthday gift in September. He bought Netflix. He bought wow. one share of Netflix. Right. He bought one share. And I was like, whoa. So <laughs> to be, <laughs> I didn't agree with that. Right. So when he said that, and I'm, you know, it's just my opinion, but it made me what I decided after he said that. And I didn't say this then. Because I'm happy he bought Netflix. Why? Because he's always watching Netflix during his time. And people, he saw that it was a good decision for him, right? But on, I wanted him to think about an ETF because he put all his eggs into one stock. Mm. So we passed ETFs down on Saturday. Another, she was like, her mom and dad is giving her money for Christmas and she want to invest. And I was like, hold up, let's... Do this all over again. Let's make sure you guys understand before you make make a purchase like that. Surprisingly, he had a game, though. That concludes this week's episode. Tune in next week for part two of how to get your kids interested in wealth building. You are in for a treat. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Black Family Table Talk. We pray that you heard some principles to put into your strong Black Family toolbox. Be sure to tune in next week and remember, sharing is caring. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and visit our website at blackfamilytabletalk.com. Look for special discounts and ways to be part of the Black Family Table Talk community. Under Section 107 of the Copyright Act 1976, allowances made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comments, news reporting, teaching, scholarship, and research. Fair use is a use permitted by copyright statute that may otherwise be infringing. The news and opinions expressed on Black Family Table Talk do not necessarily reflect various platform posts. All topics are for entertainment purposes only. Discretion is strongly advised and all commentary is alleged. This is a Micah 68 Media LLC production.